Hi, and welcome to TLC Tech Learn Coffee. I'm your host, along with Nancy Minicozzi, and my name is Lisa Nowakowski, and I teach fifth grade here in Southern Monterey County. And I'm Nancy, an ed tech coach in Northern LA County. And just a reminder of our podcast focus, we want this podcast to be accessible so it's on your schedule. We like the short uh, format of it. We like video, and some of us like video. Um, we love the questions section. So, you know, you get your questions answered. So the Blab, um, you can watch us live because we're live right now. So you can kind of jump on in if you'd like to, um, or you can just, um, Contact us on our website. This is personalized mobile PD. So you get to choose the focus. You tell us what you want to hear. Um, and this is for, and we quote, the normal guests. So not the well-known people. We love being inspired by the well-known people, but there's so many great people that are doing wonderful things like Jennifer here. Um, so if you're coaching, you know, give us a give us a shout out. Um, you know, if you know anybody. Also, Twitter and tweet chats, they can be really intimidating and confusing for the non-tech folk or the newbies that are out there. So this is just a nice, easy, friendly way for everybody to come in and learn. Okay, so for our coffee fact of the day, or the podcast, um, the first European coffee house, not counting those in the Ottoman Empire, opened in Venice in the year 1645, and it spread coffee spread through uh, Italy and onwards from there. Um, the coffee house was really a center of uh, life in Venice, so much so that in 1750, uh, Carlo Goldoni wrote a very famous comedy called La Bottega del Café, which means the coffee shop. And the coffee shop was basically a the center hub of where all the action took place. It's very funny. So if you read Italian, read it in Italian. If not, you can read it in English. It's, you know, it's good. So tonight our guest is Jennifer Pert. She's a third grade teacher at Lakeport Elementary in Lake County, California, and her students created and implemented a terrific fundraiser. So Jennifer, tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do. Great, thank you again for having me, ladies. As said, I teach third grade, and this is my third year teaching, so I am definitely a new teacher. And I think I became a teacher to help people follow their curiosity, especially children. I studied art and my students know that art is my passion and we do a lot of art and I'm always about projects. I like to integrate art and science as much as I can in the classroom. I'm big on the maker movement. My school is on Clear Lake. I have a lake view. I would turn my computer if I could. And it's above Napa and Sonoma County. It's very rural and semi-secluded. So I do, I'm a big advocate to Get technology into my students' hands to help them help them learn how to teach themselves and to get them excited and passionate about that lifelong learning. So that's in short, that's me. <laughs> well, that's great. So uh, tell us about the project that um, that you did with your kids and how did it get started? Okay. Well. My dear friend, Jenna Rogers, we were talking about her earlier. She's our county's ed tech STEM specialist. And she got down on one knee <laughs> and proposed this year of the kid project to me. She actually emailed me a joke about proposing with a ring pops. <laughs> <laughs> so 
she came to my classroom and got my students excited about this year of the kid project. It's kid president's latest proposition. And the whole idea is he's asking kids and adults how they can work together to help make the world a better place. And it's the year of the kid, hashtag year of the kid. So the kids brainstormed ways to help kids in the best way possible. And of course, they started off with thinking kids in the most dire, dire needs and how we help them. Okay. Um, so what, uh, how did you, how did you plan it? How much do you do? How much do the kids do? Right, right. Um, Jen and I work together as facilitators mainly. I'll probably talk about this more later too, how the students made big decisions. We we work together to try to, um, I'm working with Jenna to use more technology in my classroom. She's kind of kicked my classroom up a notch. So we did a lot of planning as far as trying to use these new platforms, trying to use Padlet, trying to use Google Forms. And so we gave the kids a lot of choice. They did the research, they created surveys, and most of our planning was creating these collaborative documents or surveys for them to decide and debate what would be the best way to help kids in need. So first we created a doc that had a narrowed down list of charities. They wanted to help kids that were cold and hungry and um, in poor health. So we created a hyper doc and from there the students went out on the internet and found their favorite charity and had to defend why that was their favorite charity. So most of the planning was creating these documents for the students to use as a platform for their research and their discussion with their classmates. Okay, so very good. And um, how, how did you divide the roles? So what did you do? Once they got started, how did they get started? What was what did the kids do and what did you do? Okay, um, Jenna and I definitely worked together on this. We made these documents and the students would go out, collect information, come back into the collaborative document and we'd have a form or a vote. So what ended up happening was we narrowed it down to five charities and we had discussions. We used Padlet to make sure that all voices were heard and that the students for the most part figured out a way to all agree on the charity we wanted to work with. And so of the five charities, they were able to explain, um, they really liked this charity called Watsi, and they were able to say we liked Watsi because we could pick the individual that we would be donating money to. But then they decided, they ended up deciding on St. Jude's Hospital as their chosen charity because 100% of the proceeds go to the families in need. And they were able to have these lovely discussions. So I was either a facilitator in the classroom having discussions, just using whiteboards and posters or collecting information through Google Classroom. That sounds like a really great way to have students, especially at younger ages or at all ages, to 
really, you know, think, you know, beyond themselves and to really be able to express themselves, which is so important, you know, with the Common Core and the four C's. Absolutely. So that's amazing. Absolutely. I have the sweetest class this year and I will miss them so much, but, but they definitely hear one another out and I have very little behavior problems, not gone with their, it's, it's rare at our school site. They're so sweet. So they could have these, um, what is that word? That like productive struggle. They could have these deep debates where they all have their own concerns and experiences. Um, the wildfires hit our county hard this year. And a lot of them really wanted to donate to the wildfire relief funds. And other students were able to say, they're getting plenty of money and they already have enough help and we need to serve a different community. It was really sweet, so yeah. Well, and I like that you were able to give all the students a voice and that at the end they came to a consensus because I think that makes for a much more meaningful project as a whole for the whole class. Right, and, they, and um, I, I wanted to mention there was a direction I had in my head and they went in a totally different path. And, and it was, that was amazing because, you know, even as adults, we're like, okay, whatever the students want, it's going to be student centered and we're going to make art and we will love it. And that's not what we did at all. And it, it really worked out. So they chose St. Jude's and that took a while to agree on a charity. And then we had to agree on how to raise funds for that charity. And that took a, that was a whole other process. How can we raise money in a short amount of time after testing season? <laughs> yeah. So they, they ended up choosing and deciding on a fundraiser involving food. They were so excited about cooking. So in my head, you know, oh my goodness, <laughs> how are we gonna have time and money and resources in the classroom to cook or make food? But they were so passionate and so so excited about it that we, we made it happen. That's great. So what advice do you have um, for other teachers who wanna do something similar to what you did? And what, what lessons should we take away from from your experience? Um, definitely similar to what I just said, as adults, whether you know it or not, you're projecting your ideas and plans onto your students, no matter how student-centered you claim your classroom is. And I know I'm preaching to the choir, everyone who is listening is an engaged educator or someone in the educational field, but it doesn't hurt to hear it again that we gotta let kids be kids and if you let them think big and let them struggle through with the realities of their dreams and plans, it's better for them to learn it at age eight or nine than 28 or 29. <laughs> they had to deal with, okay, you want to do a bake sale, but we have a really strict wellness policy that doesn't allow junk food within <laughs> these hours on campus. <laughs> so they had to figure that out. And, in, and when they first decided on bake sale, I, you know, I was thinking, this is not going to work. How are we going to accomplish this in two weeks? But they figured it out. I'm so proud of them. So the whole process from start to finish was two weeks, or was that just the selling of the baked goods? Oh, good gosh. I'd say 
the bake sale is actually this Thursday. <laughs> During open house is what they had to figure out. They had to um, email our principal and ask her when they could sell baked goods on campus. So the bake sale is this Thursday. We probably agreed on the bake sale two weeks two weeks ago. And as a class, with Jenna's help, we've worked on a collaborative document that has a press release and a letter to families and a flyer and signage. So we were able to accomplish all that in two weeks. But I think Jenna's been working with us for a month and a half. That, that's fabulous, though, for third graders, because your students are, are, you know, pretty much eight and nine years old, right? Right, right. And working that hard at that age for something that they really believe in is, is just so fantastic. Absolutely. I agree. And they are so passionate and they want to help people. And these aren't, these kids don't have it all. And this is another thing I took away. I was afraid to ask my families for help, but if it's a worthy cause, they made it happen and their their kids were excited about it. So they everyone has pulled strings and come together to give to this worthy cause. I'm so proud of them, like I said before. Oh, that's great. So I have uh, one more question, and that is, so since the bake sale is this Thursday, um, are you going to, how are you going to get the money to St. Jude's? Are the kids going to be able to participate in that at all? I believe what's happened, um, luckily my school site, the middle school starts at fourth grade. So my students are going to an, a new school next year, but it's next door to our elementary school. So Jenna and I have already explained to the students how they're going to get a little prize from St. Jude's and a thank you letter, but they'll get it in the fall and how explain to them what a money order is and how, how we'll deliver the money to St. Jude's. But they, but that prolonged, um, what's the word? We had to explain to them how you're not giving to them to get a thank you note. You're not giving to them to make yourself feel better. You're you're doing it to put that out there and put that positivity out there. And and they're excited to get that letter in the fall. But that's not why we're doing our project. That's great. Well. That's fabulous. And that was our timer because we do believe in the 15 minute time limit. We wanted to give Jennifer uh, a chance to say whatever else she would like to say. So we, we need to wrap it up. So any final, final thoughts, Jennifer? Yes. Thank you both of you for having me. Thank you to my school community for supporting my students year of the kid project and Jenna, Jenna Rogers is our favorite you fangirl and I appreciate everyone who's helped us. The staff at our school has been amazing. They're sending in baked goods for us too. So thank you. And thank you to kid president out there somewhere in the world, making it more awesome. All right, well, thank you so much for being our guest. Yeah. And it was wonderful to meet you. And we wish you lots and lots of luck on the fundraiser. Please let us know how it comes out. I absolutely will. Thanks again for having me and have a good evening. Thank you. You too. Thank you. What an inspiration. Oh, good. Thank you. <laughs>